Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! It's Friday! Hey! We start with this question. Where the hell's G? <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you again, buddy. <laughs> Man, you're really getting losing some weight. For a moment, I was like, is he remember that movie <laughs> Honey I Shrunk the Kids? <laughs> Gene's shrunk down somewhere in that put seat. The, Don't should, sit on him. We should put the gopher here. Yeah. <laughs> she, she went into a time warp. Yeah. Uh, he's stuck in traffic. Yeah. G. Bush stuck in traffic. He said he's behind an accident. Now, listen, I love G. Bush. That's shady. G. Bush is a brother to me. I adore this man. But yeah. he hits an accident two times a week, minimum. <laughs> I don't know what roads he's taking. And usually he still gets here by 1059. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yes. But here's the thing. If you yeah. run it that close and you do get behind an accident, you're going to be late. Right. That's true. That's uh, true. Welcome to the program. We've got a busy show for you. Mm. Uh, I, think I, I think I just saw G pull in, so yeah. I think he is here. Um, yeah, you know what? We posted bull walking into the studio the other day, and a lot of we, I noticed a lot of people were enamored by the fact that yes. we're in a parking garage. Yes. They, they, I got they, that question. Oh, my God. I'm at Heinen's. It, it's so funny that you say that because I'm in Heinen's yesterday, and a lot of people in there know me. And the fish guy, he goes, he goes let me ask you a question. Is your studio really in a parking lot? It's funny. So I'm like, I yes, it is. We, I think what we need to do. Yeah. We're going to do an MTV Cribs video. Yeah. We, already, we already have it planned. Don't but it worry. has to include the whole facility. Like yeah. our oh, no, We're going to start. I think this, I've worked in local TV um, for 20 or 19 of my 35 years in the business. This is the palace of local TV studios. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, there's no question. This is it's not awesome. only twice as big, it's 17,000 times nicer than my legit TV studio in Texas. It is. I Legitimately. Mean, it's, it's really nice. And yeah. the MTV Cribs, by the way, we're going to start in our offices upstairs. Good idea. There's we're our new coat hanger right there, my jacket hanging on it. Yeah. We're going to show you the exquisite view <laughs> of Lake Erie and First Energy Stadium we have yeah. upstairs. Yeah, we have all our, the whole back of our building faces right. Lake Erie. Right. By the and way, you can see the stadium and everything. I love that we're in this parking lot. Because first convenient. of all, I don't have to walk far to the studio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Second of all, the fact that when I was working at radio, I had to pay to park. And I don't it, gotta pay here. You never experience Dude. weather. Yes. If it's raining, if it's snowing, doesn't matter. It's cold. So the way the setup works is the parking garage is underground. That's right. right. And our studio is the only studio on this floor. Right. Uh, it is underground. Now next to us is the laundry facility, the locker rooms, and the weight room. Where uh, occasionally there's people there that we don't expect to be there, and some of us, yeah, <laughs> Mikey McNuggets, yeah. say inappropriate <laughs> things occasionally. That's exactly right. Uh, I, normally, I didn't the know only she was ones there. that are in there, <laughs> I go every day. Or what? Um, I see McNuggets in there from time to time. I worked out this morning. Oh my god, I forgot his name. I feel terrible. Austin now. Love. Austin uh, Love. Yeah. Regular. All yeah. the time. Herbie, our facilities manager. Yeah, Herbie. He's in there this yeah. morning. Every day. Blessed yeah. in Sweet Home Alabama. Those Every are really the only two that are in there all the time. Yeah. Now Austin's there in there all the time. Like Matt Wins, the weather guy, uses it for the treadmill. The young lady, you see her in there sometimes. Yeah, she's right? uh, the, one of the uh, news producers upstairs. Mm -hmm. she, she likes to, and she's usually using the treadmill right around the time our show ends. And sometimes as our show ends, Guys are in such a hurry to use the bathroom, and they're carrying on conversations <laughs> that they're saying things they shouldn't be saying as they're walking into that. Um, I would like to formally apologize room. to the woman on the treadmill the other day from Tuesday's comments. Yes. I am yeah, very sorry. It was wildly inappropriate, not meant for anyone's ears but ours. Yes, it still doesn't excuse That's it. That's true. So um, then, on the uh, you go up to the first floor, which yeah. is actually the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the bulk of our. Um, Facilities are right. And it's a yes. massive facility. For the record, Channel Three is a spaceship of TV stations. It is. A the only one that I've worked for that was close was the ABC station there in Tampa. He is. he is in the building. I think we need the Elvis theme. Do you remember that? And every time someone walks in late, we play the by, Elvis. By the way, the first time I ever came to hey, this no, 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 breaking news, breaking news. Breaking Sorry, news. I have to cut in. Uh oh. G, can you hear me? No, he doesn't. He's not plugged in yet. But I can hear you now. Okay. Rosie B, your wife, is in the YouTube chat. Breaking news from Rosie B, G's wife. Sorry, G's late. It was my fault today. I was cleaning and put his wallet away. He's been looking for it. Didn't notice his call. My bad. 
So, <laughs> Rosie, we got you. Is that you. true? Uh, Are you making that up or is that true? So no, I swear to goodness. So, I usually leave the house. I usually leave the house. I usually give myself about 20 minutes, right? Yeah. G is. G, so, I, I come through, right? <laughs> I get on I get on the road as soon as I find my bag of text. I said, what's G, G, put your mic on first. We can, no one can hear you. Besides no, we can us. hear you. No, we can, but the people at home can. Yeah, yeah. Here you go, bro. So, G, were you actually stuck in traffic? Yeah, I got both of them. He got the late, the misplaced <laughs> wallet by wifey. <laughs> I got both of them. So, she, t she hid your bag. She moved it. She moved my bag. So, I get done with my, you know, I do my podcast in the morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do my podcast in the morning with Jeff. Get done with my podcast. I'm moving around. I'm like, okay, cool. I usually give myself 20 minutes. I'm ready to go. Man, I get to looking around. No keys, no wallet. It's all in the bag. It's all in the bag. I'm looking around like, yo, I called her at work. She's <laughs> like, where my bag at? She's <laughs> like, she was like, oh, my fault. I put it by my purses. Uh, I said, you playing around. So I get on the, I get on the highway over to here. I said, listen, I got time. Man, I get it right out here moving around on the street. It's a whole tow truck out in front of my doggone apartment. So you still might have made it. So I still was on, the, on time ready to make it. Then it was like, it was like probably, I want to say about, I usually know I'm in trouble. If it, if it gets to be about 1047. Boop. If it's 1047. And you're not too and I, and I And I ain't till like back over there by the stadium. Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. I took some nuggets. I was like, yeah, this is not going to work today. <laughs> This not, oh, not, where was you at, dog, by the stadium? Huh? Where, where's the cutoff point? The cutoff is if I'm not by the stadium, if I'm not coming on by two. on okay. two, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, right, right, I think it's called a nine. Because there's a, there's a landmark. You're like, you yeah, don't hit this yeah, landmark by yeah, yeah, I'm not there by a certain time, you're not late. <laughs> now, you know that some of those lights can be white, ooh, too. Ooh. Like, sometimes you sit there for 20 seconds. Sometimes yeah. you sit there for four uh, minutes. Yeah. And I wasn't going to tell, I wasn't going to see, because here's the thing. I wasn't going to text until I knew, I'm like, I got a streak. I was like, bro, I can, I can whip it. I know where, I know where the lights is. I still might come in on time, man. I got around here. I got around after, after we got out. <laughs> the tow truck was there. This lady was looking hecka, hecka frustrated. I'm like, listen, lady, that's nice, but you gonna get, get your minivan up out the road, bro. And then it was two Samaritans that was trying to be nice to her. Two good Samaritans. And, and I'm like, bro, I gotta go. I gotta move. I know y'all wanna. They, I know. You should have. Were they two good Samaritans? Oh, two good Samaritans. The one dude looked like I'm like, first of all, it's 11. Why are you out and about? It's 11. You have a job. What are you doing? You can't be doing this. Oh Man, I got over here. I said, look, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hit McNuggets up. I am nowhere near the landmark. I'm just getting in the trap zone because you know right there over, over at the shoreline, the trap zone start right when you start to hear clear water. You get past Clearwater, they be having the little police officers right here in front. I don't know why it's that 35. That speed limit there is absurd. That's yeah, speed track. Yeah. Why is it 35? Yeah, it's a highway. Crazy. And you know, people, you you I've been behind you. Yeah. On 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 Clearwater. Yeah. So you know me, that's like 90, 90 miles an hour. I know. I drive fast on that too. I, I was a bull was in front of me one day. Yeah. I was like, oh. He cut me off. Cut him off. <laughs> I remember that day. Bull got to work and said, so some jerk cut me off today. And I realized after he cut me off, it was G. Bush. Hey, man, my wife is great, man. She gives me a, oh my she God. Gives me a note in the chat. Shout out to Rosie B. That's right. Yeah, um, we're going to get to Joe Thomas. We haven't forgotten about yeah. him. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome night last night. I love that the drama ended early. He was the first guy called out. I thought that was fitting, too, by right. the way. Um, before we get into all of that, we have something. I'm super excited about this. We're going to do Bulls bet of the day, and I think every day. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, explain how this works. What, well, what are you going to do? It's our new sponsor, so let me talk about this, uh, Bet Rivers. So, I, um, my podcast, some, some of you have been asking me about, when I was sick, I didn't do my podcast for two weeks, and I had been working on a, a, some negotiations at the time, and so... <laughs> Even though it's even though even though the T's haven't all been crossed and the I's haven't all been dotted, uh, my podcast is moving, and I appreciate everything that Locked On, which is owned by Tech, right. has done for me in the podcast. They were nice enough to allow me to move my podcast to a company called Bet Rivers, which is like all these gaming. Absolutely, yeah. you can bet with Game Rivers uh, with Bet Rivers. But in addition to being able to bet with Bet Rivers, which you can bet on all sports with Bet Rivers, you can also hear podcasts from different parts of the country. So in New York, they have Mike Francesa, who a lot of people know. He was on with Stephen A. Smith this past week. In Philadelphia, they have Mike Missinelli. They have one in Pittsburgh. They have one in, 
in Chicago. They wanted to add a Bet Rivers podcast here. They asked me to do Eventually, it. Eventually, they're going to add one in most major sports cities. It, yes, in any mm-hmm. in any major sports city that has legal gambling, right? They're going to add it. So we're happy to have. And we came to an agreement where Locked On allowed me, and I really appreciate it, to move to my podcast to Bet Rivers. Shout out to Bulls lawyers too. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the legal team, Bulls well, legal team, strongest in the game. The best part of it for us is <laughs> yeah. now they're in our family, and we're working together because Bet yeah. Rivers is going to be a sponsor of our show. Welcome, which welcome, we welcome. love. So we're all working together. It's all love. It's all good. So every day on the show now, I'm going to make uh, Bulls best bet. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. And we start with it today. You got it, Mikey? It is. Hell is high. It, is it a one Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Steve, yeah. take the graphic, please. Now's the perfect time to join Bet River Sportsbook. When you use the deposit code SPORTS, you receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey. To help you win big, check out BetRivers.com <laughs> or download the Bet Rivers app today for the latest Lines, odds, and boost. Steve, throw the graphic back up. That's got to stay on for the entire read. I love the pictures because <laughs> it's every emotion you might feel yes, after making right. a bet. Yes, yeah. right. The last one in particular. Jubilation, anger, yeah. sadness. Very yeah, good. So here's the best bet for today. Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown of the game, plus 700. Think about this. Wow. I would say Kelsey is as likely as anybody to He's score the, the first touchdown. He's the guy I would have picked. Right? Plus, you bet 100, you win 700? It's a great deal. Oh, I couldn't believe the odds were that high. I am stunned that they're that high. Yeah. I thought they'd be 350. Yeah, I, I, right. Because yeah. It, literally, if I'm listing all the players that I think could score the first touchdown, I'm going with Kelsey. He'd be my first choice. So when I saw that at plus 700, I said, I'm in. Travis Kelsey plus 700. Now the first touch, you never know. If it was no, any, any time touchdown, it would have been a lot lower. Sure. But because it's the first touchdown, and especially if the Eagles get the ball first, you never know. But uh, I love Travis Kelsey plus 700. What do you guys think? You know, love it. I, I'd be all over that. I love the I love the odds. I love everything about it. If I was allowed to gamble, I need to do. Uh, if I was allowed to see, I, I'm not allowed to. I got to get a separate account before my wife see everything. As you can see, <laughs> she's omniscient. She knows she, where his wallet is at everywhere. all times. I'm the hey, present. She, let's see. She has a beeper on me. I don't know, man. I got a homing device, man. But I you would got love an air tag in your car. You <laughs> yeah. just don't know. It I'm yet. looking for it. Get one of them wands. <laughs> right here. Um, yeah. yeah, I take that 700 because look, Kelsey to me, like they get, they like the Mahomes and Kelsey like to get going early. They like to, you know, he liked to find them. And, and, and I think that uh, that he probably has the best chance to score in a touchdown. If, it, if I had to pick somebody for Eagles, Eagles, I would not know at all. I'll pick Jalen Hurts maybe to run, but yeah. How do they make that bet? They download the Bet Rivers mobile you, app? You download the Bet Rivers app. It's very simple. Just get on the app today. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, awesome. it's, it's really that's simple. It's really easy. Is there to use. a code that they use for Bulls Bet of the Day, I, or how does that work? You know what? I There's actually no code yet. No code yet. Okay. We will have one eventually. We'll work on it. Good. The podcast. I, I I don't have an official rebirth date. It's still going to be called the bullpen. I think we're coming back on February 27th, but. Like I said, I got to cross some teams. <laughs> they're going to they right. say they're going to have they're going to set bull up. I got a special line for you. One eight hundred best bets. Get in now. I That's give you all the picks, all of them. Guaranteed I'm, winner. I yeah. love those seven, guaranteed. Yes. seven and one. I love when the guys say that. No, <laughs> yeah. we're not giving you guaranteed. There's winners. no such thing as guaranteed. Yeah. Right. No such thing. Stop no, that. No, no, no. Stop. Our you bet reference is awesome. Problem. Please call one eight hundred Petty LeBull. <laughs> and uh, we got we got Adam Richmond at 11:30, Mandy Bell at 12, Super Bowl yeah. picks, Cavs, which means we got to get to Joe Thomas because we can't cut the man who gave me the nickname McNugget short. That's true. So, yeah, that's right. Bulls best bet. Thanks, Bet River. Bet Jack's still with us. We'll get to them in a little bit, but we got to get to Joe Thomas. Yeah. Do not want to cut my man short. Absolutely. You were saying, Jay, what a night last night. It was a great night. Um, I loved it. Like I said, that he was the first one announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was absolutely convinced he was in. I, anybody that watched his career as we did. Right knew he was in his footwork. He wasn't, you know, the biggest and the strongest, but he was the best. His just his footwork. Um, you, he, he, it was so rare when he got beat, it became a highlight. Yeah. Like I remember ESPN one time was so shocked when he did get blown off on a snap that they actually included that in their highlight reel because mm. they said this is something you don't see every day and it wasn't. And congratulations to Joe. Um, I was kind of surprised he was there. I thought in typical Joe Thomas fashion, they would say Joe couldn't be with us tonight because he's fishing on a lake in Wisconsin with mm-hmm, pops mm-hmm, <laughs> because that's what he did when he was drafted number one overall. Your guys' thoughts uh, on on Joe, his career, and where he ranks? Because I think it, this is the question. He's a first timer. I think he's the only left tackle ever to get in on the first ballot. Am I wrong on that? 
Uh, he was the seventh, I believe, seventh. The Browns okay. tweeted this out yesterday. And let me read it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, Joe Thomas was the seventh yeah. first ballot tackle to be okay. seventh. Seventh. Jackie Slater, Jim Parker, Forrest Gregg, Walter Jones, Anthony Munoz, and Jonathan Ogden. Oh, yeah, great. I mean, that is that is a who's who that great. Is of elite. The, the Mount Rushmore of, yes, of, of great of left tackles. How, how was Jonathan Ogden not, uh, 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 not a one? Or Orlando Pace? Yeah, That's Orlando crazy. Pace was a first ballot Hall of It has to be. What? That is from Dan Murphy, Brown's PR guy. Dan's pretty reliable. Okay. He's, He's very it. reliable. Yeah. I, hey. My recollection is O was the first, was, was in on his yeah. first ballot. I'll Seems double check that right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll look that point. up. Guys, I got to huh. say, you know, obviously you know Joe Thomas personally. I, I've met Joe a little bit, probably don't know him personally as well as you do. But not only has Joe was Joe a consummate professional, consummate Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Fame person as well. Yeah, great, great guy, great. treated everybody nicely. Like whenever you met Joe, it wasn't like, oh, I'm talking to some big shot here. Right. He made you feel comfortable. Like when I first came to Cleveland and we would interview Joe Thomas, I'm like, oh my God, it's Joe Thomas. Like he's a legend. Well, he didn't know McNuggets from a hole in the wall. Right. Look how he treated McNuggets first time he was on the program. He makes you feel comfortable. He was so down to earth. He was a great teammate. You never find, you heard what DeQuell Jackson said about him with us. You've heard Joe Batonio talk about him. Every player that played with Joe Thomas loved Joe. I never heard anybody say a bad word about Joe Thomas. He's no. a family man. He stayed... Even like you, some people criticized him, not here, that he didn't want to get traded and go play. He want, he loved being a Cleveland Brown. Do we and all know something. the, I'm assuming we all know it, but maybe not the, the, the infamous story, the With famous the story about Peyton Manning's phone call. To yes. Him. Yeah. To, to me, if you, I mean, to sum him up, his play speaks for itself. Put in the tape. I mean, that speaks for itself. Yeah. I loved him from jump because he didn't go to the draft and he he passed on the glitz and the glamour because he wanted to spend the most important day of his life to that point with his dad doing what he loves to do more than anything, fishing. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that story, I spent countless hours fishing with my father on Lake Erie. When I heard that story, I immediately felt like I knew Joe Thomas. I felt like he, he didn't care about the limelight. He didn't yeah. care about the, the New York and the big day and yeah. what suit am I going to overspend for that I'll right. wear once. He didn't care about any of that nonsense. He said, this is going to be a, a, a momentous occasion in my life. How do I want to spend it? Yeah. Not how do those around me want me to spend it? And right. he did it that way. And the other story, which I guess we've all heard, I'll share it for the audience for the sake of those that haven't heard it. He had, an he had many opportunities. He could have left Cleveland sure. on multiple different uh, occasions. One in particular was the Denver Broncos had worked a trade with the Cleveland Browns for Joe Thomas. Peyton Manning was in Denver. They knew that this was a Super Bowl caliber team. Yep. What do you need for Peyton Manning to mm. make sure you win yeah. the Super Bowl? Right. A left tackle that you can count on that will his bodyguard. They worked the deal. Joe listened to the trade and said, no, I think I'm good. I want to stay with my teammates. Yeah. I want to stay with the city and the team that gave me my opportunity. And then Peyton Manning called. And Peyton said, putting on the pressure, come to Denver, Joe. You know, you, no one's going to look bad at, badly on, uh, upon you for doing that. Mm -hmm. You deserve to play in a playoff game. You deserve to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Lo and behold, that Broncos team ended up winning the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And Joe probably, in his heart of hearts, knew that he could have gone there and Absolutely. won a Super Bowl. Yeah. But he passed on all of that to stay here. And uh, that's why forever and always he will be one of my favorite professional yeah. athletes so, any sport. So by, the way, I, I, he, by the way, before you do, do that, Brad, uh, Orlando Pace actually had to wait two years, three that's years, insane. excuse me, three years before he got in. Uh, yeah, that. Joe Thomas is, uh, and they got him ranked. They got like a, a legend score. Orlando was the number one overall pick. Wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they they got him. Uh, and oh, Jonathan Ogden was not a, a, a what's the name either first ballot. So oh, I thought you'd read Jonathan Ogden as one of the guys that no, was a first ballot. Mm -mm. That was according to Dan Murphy's email. Nope. Facts. So, so he up there. He up. So top. when did Ogden get in? How many years? Ooh, I could look that up. Go ahead, Brad. Well, no, I was just gonna say that you know uh, it reminded me when you're talking about Joe Thomas. You have to give him extra kudos for staying around Cleveland, right? He oh. didn't didn't have to be. And then when you talked about not going to the draft, I, I know what that felt like because I did not go myself, right? Really? No, top top nine pick. I did not go. I did not go to New York. What was your reasoning for not wanting well, to go? Well, my, my reasoning was this. It was, it's, it's funny. If you look back in the 86 draft, 
two people that did not go, Ron Harper and myself. And so wow. Ron and I are, were friends. Sure. And so we represented by the same people and we had the same inkling. I was not going to New York because I wanted my family and friends who had seen me along the journey because you couldn't take everybody with you. Sure. Right. You wanted to spend it with the people that I, mattered I, most I, to you. I spent it right See, in. I think I, that speaks I, so loudly for I you. I spent it right in Warrensville in my mother's basement wow. with all my family and friends. We were watching on the console TV, not no flat screen. <laughs> yeah, right? the old big screen. <laughs> the floor <laughs> monitor. The floor yeah. monitor. Yeah. With the turn <laughs> dial. Piece of, it was like a piece of furniture with the TV that, in there. It had the one dial for the UHF and channels one the and one for the VHF channels. That's, that's Did you have any regrets? At any point, like during the draft, did you I'm think going back. it would be fun to be there? No. Never. Mm -mm. You were where you were supposed I, I to be. I was where I was supposed to be, right? I was where yeah. I was supposed to be. And Kudos I, to you. The funny thing about it, <laughs> I get picked by the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls at number nine. The Pistons had the 11 or 11 pick, and they thought I was going to the Pistons because the Pistons had announced they were going to take me. So I had two radio, uh, two TV stations with the satellite trucks in front of my mother's house in Warrensville. <laughs> Ready, from Detroit. To, ready to broadcast from oh, Detroit. That's funny. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> that surprises happen. On but so when Joe talked about he wouldn't spend time with us, I get it. I don't know. You got to go over there and do that thing over yeah, there. That no, thing, I think that's um, commendable. And you know, the other thing, too, and I don't want to I don't want to turn this into a, you know, bash LeBron session. But as you know, I think two of the most accomplished athletes to come through Cleveland in the last perhaps 50 years. Yeah. And and. I'm not going to say ever because that would include Jim Brown's era, but I would say in the last 50 years, they are Joe Thomas and LeBron James. Yeah, there's no question. And if you look at the decisions they made from a career standpoint, Joe was not from Cleveland, but made the decision at great sacrifice yeah. to stay here because he felt he owed something to the people of mm -hmm. Cleveland, where LeBron was from Northeast Ohio, from Akron, and twice left. Yeah. The only beef I have with Joe Thomas is... It's really obnoxious how thin he is now. <laughs> he's got it all now. I mean, it's just really He's got looks. He's got fitness. I know. He's, he's got great a full on TV. jacket. Oh, he's, he's great, great on TV. He has a good sense of humor. He's not afraid to self-deprecate. Yeah. And, it, and he says things, too. Yeah. Which, which I love. Yeah. A lot of the guys that are in his position are scared feel to like they don't critical. need the job. They don't need the money. They're going right. to just kind of sugarcoat stuff. I remember uh, a couple of occasions... One was the Jeff Saturday incident where he came out swinging against yeah. a fellow yeah. offensive lineman. Right. And they tend to stick together. And he just came out and said, this is nonsense. Well, this Joe, guy doesn't deserve to be the coach. I think it's clear, anybody that knows Joe at all, and there's Bernie in the background, uh, that Joe doesn't do anything halfway, right? He goes, I, I don't know that Joe, like, obviously Joe was, it's be stupid to say he's not physically gifted. He's incredibly physically oh, gifted. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know that he's the most physically gifted player of all time. But he got the most out but of his But he gifts. got the most because nobody outworked him. Yeah. Nobody outstudied him. He holds the Browns record for most consecutive snaps, right? He 10, played till he couldn't No, not play. the Browns record. The NFL oh, record. The NFL record, sorry. Yeah, 10,300. Uh, his career was remarkable in, in a sea of garbage that he had to play with. <laughs> he played with very few good teammates. He had DeQuell, who was a really good teammate. He had Joe Hayden. There were a couple other guys along the way, but uh, he didn't get to play with a lot of good players. He didn't get to play with a single good quarterback. It's well, a he tells shame. the story where he had to introduce himself right. to one of the quarterbacks There's in the, the huddle of a game. Do you want me to read these that. lanes for yeah, you guys? Yeah, look at that. The I think quarterbacks that Joe Thomas blocked for in his career, oh and there's quite goodness. a bit. Yeah. Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Ken Dorsey, Brady Quinn, Bruce Gurkowski, Colt McCoy, Jake DeLome, Seneca Wallace, Brandon Whedon, Thaddeus Lewis, Jason Campbell, Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel, Connor Shaw, Josh McCown, Austin. Dick. I mean, that you can't have a worse <laughs> list than that. Hold that it's list. impossible. Hold, keep that list up because the, the, the ironic and funny thing about this is that at some point along the way, we believed that each and every one that was going to deliver Boy, us. Well, I don't know about that. Boy, look, look, some of them look, definitely. Jennifer Wallace, uh, Colt McCoy, yeah, no, there were Brady four five Quinn. Of them. Oh, no, no, about six. But, I'm giving you six. This, Manziel. Even on his draft <laughs> announcement, when yeah. he came in for the eventual news conference, he was the number three overall pick. He was overshadowed by Brady Quinn. Remember, yeah. the Browns worked yeah. that deal yeah. to yeah. get Brady to move yeah. up again in the first round and take Brady Quinn. And 
Brady's kind of stole the spotlight. Yeah. Everybody Brady, wanted to know Brady, about Brady Quinn, the Brady, Notre Dame quarterback. Brady, I mean, who, who is the best quarterback on that list? Brady well, Quinn was high Derek Anderson Derek the best <laughs> year. Yeah. By the way, I would actually argue Jason Campbell might be the best quarterback career-wise, they, they, which is sad because he's not very good. They, or Josh McCown, maybe. Nah, Come on. They, they, Did Joe Thomas ever nah, catch a touchdown pass? Cool. No. Nah. I don't think so, but I don't y'all remember. Y'all tried that. Y'all tried that. Can I get that list again? We're going to go up there. The funny thing about Brad, y'all tried to dismiss that. Oh, no. Y'all thought a lot of these dudes was good. We didn't think Kendall he was the savior. Charlie De- Fry. Derek Anderson? They yeah. knew it. Keep okay. coming. Wait, Come on, G. Fry. Come on, G. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on, G. Come on, G. There's Derek Anderson. Yes. Brady Quinn. Yes. Colt McCoy. Yes. Uh, uh, who Not else? the next guy. Seneca Wallace. No. Baby. No. Nobody like thought Seneca Wallace. No, nobody likes Seneca Wallace. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. We took Seneca Wallace. Okay. Yes, they did. But that's what? 20% of the population here. That's not. I knew what Seneca Wallace was. When I saw him throw five times. Brandon Wheaton. Hold on. Brandon Wheaton. Brandon Wheaton. He was 28 when they drafted him. I still thought he was going to be good. Come on. Bring that list back up. Bring that list back up. Brian Hoyer, yes. Bring that list back up. My man Dustin Fox wanted to give him a contract. Hoyer, Manziel, Josh McCown. No, no, Josh, that was six. Hell, that's a third of the list. You know, you know the beautiful part about this. We still got. What's the dude uh, that came from Notre Dame? I thought he was going to be something. Oh, Sean uh, Kaiser. He's a tool. Yeah, but he never blocked. He never look, played look, with Kaiser. Look, look, look. You tell us drinking the Kool-Aid. How, how is Kaiser's Kaiser not name on not list. on that list? That's wrong. That list is wrong. Reef log. Yeah. Because he blocked for Deshaun Kaiser. He did block for Deshaun Joe Kaiser. Joe Thomas blocked for Deshaun yeah. Kaiser. Yes, he Listen, did. Listen. And RG3, didn't he? Here's the thing. I think uh, you're right. Here's the thing. RG, yes, there's more. There's more. Let's double check that list. I think it's more. Here's the oh, thing. Oh, you know what? It's a two tweet list. There wasn't enough. Time. Oh, oh, bad job by you. Show us no, the other bad rest job of the list. Tag board for not letting us put two in. Oh, okay. can we see the second can list? Can we see that second list? Yeah, give us a second. We still got two yeah. more on there. Uh, it's a it's couple probably like people eight that we was amped up about. And not one of Wait, them is any good. Fred Dilfer. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, it gets it gets cut off. Right. Three names that are cu- are the names that are cut off that list that you couldn't see because the take it again full Steve Kaiser drop for an RG three. Drop the topic bar, please. Okay. Boom. You still can't see it. No. Drop the logo. <laughs> you still can't see it because tag board sucks. But the names this cuts off at Austin Davis. He also blocked for Robert Griffin the third. Yeah. Cody Kessler, Ooh. Deshaun Kaiser, and Kevin Hogan. Ooh. Okay. Oh, all suck too. Wait, there there was one other one. RG three. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, who was the other one? Because we had named three that he had. Deshaun I just named four that. RG3. Try Dilfer. Did he get Dilfer? He had to be in there before Charlie Fry. Maybe maybe that was the year before Joe Thomas? I don't know. What year did Dilfer play for the Browns? I'm maybe it was 06. It might have been the year before. Brown, uh, he played for the Browns in 05. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our, our bad then. But, but still, ooh. that's like, what, 15, 20 guys? Yeah. Not one of them was any good, career-wise. And you I'm couldn't cool. find one. And now, Derek Anderson did have a good year here. <laughs> he did. That one year was sensational, but <laughs> it was one year. everybody was drinking the Kool-Aid. And now, I will say it was most <laughs> impressive. Yeah. They have Joe, I guess this is, I don't, I don't know if this is affiliated with all the fame, uh, future uh, <laughs> football legends. They have Joe Thomas rated as a 58th best player of all time. Wow. Now, and by the way, Jonathan Ogden was a first round. Yes, first, he was the first ballot, ballot guy. Yeah. However, they have him rated three spots ahead of, of Ogden. He was ooh, 61. Yeah. Walter Jones is a, is a tackle, and he's at 50. Munoz has to be higher, right? Yeah, Munoz Anthony Munoz. I would say yeah. he's the highest. Yeah, Anthony Munoz, let's see where he is. I mean, he's is. widely regarded as the as best, the best ever. tackle. Oh, oh, oh. They have, he got, he got indoctrinated 98. They have him rated 77. Oh, wow. Munoz is below. Then, then, Munoz? Then, Munoz. Is there, a, is there an offensive lineman higher on this I, list? Who did this list? Uh, Future Football Legends. I don't know if they're affiliated with Hall of Fame, but uh, if you go there. Like a shady list to me. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of them. <laughs> it might be. Look, I, but I will say this. Yeah. Uh, Joe Thomas looks like, because I thought Orlando Pace was first ballot. He wasn't. Yeah. Um, One other thing I wanted to hit on the Hall of Fame guys real quick. Two, two other players. Joe Klecko, I was surprised it took him this long to get in. Me he was too. a great player for the New York Sack Exchange back in the day. He and Gaston. And Ken Riley, when I was a young boy, Ken Riley was one of my favorite players. And what a shame. The guy was on the ballot for third, fifth all-time in interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yep. 35 years on the ballot. He just died like two years ago, and now he gets in. That's and I crazy. hope the same it's thing great. doesn't happen with Clay Matthews. It better not happen to Clay that Matthews. That would suck. There's no reason. If Ken Riley's been a Hall of Famer, there's no reason it shouldn't take taken 35 years for now. Him to this get was in. this too. He played in an era when interceptions were a thing. 
Like if you go back but and you look true, at Terry Bradshaw's fifth all numbers, time. quarterbacks do so much. Throw so Agreed, many more. Jay, but he's still fifth all time. I, I, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to set that up by saying, yeah. yes, when you look at his interception total and you look at them compared to today's standards, right. they're yeah. eye-popping. Right. But even in his day, he was a ball hawk. Uh, yes, no doubt. And another guy that was was Tom Darden, who played here. Yeah, yeah. Tom Darden yeah, was yeah. in that same sort of era. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tom yeah, Darden used to get five, six, seven interceptions a year, like nothing. And yeah. now I think we figured weird. out the guy that was the leading. Who I think somebody led the NFL this year with four or five interceptions. Right. I think it was four. I mean, it's nuts. The yeah. NFL. I, I will say this: the NFL. It's hard getting in there, bro. That, when hard. I looked at the finalists, now they got Demarcus Ware in here, right? Yeah. But they skipped over Jared, uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen from wow. Kansas City and, and, and Minnesota Vikings is a monster. Mind you, he got in. DeMarcus Ware got over in over Dwight Freeney. Ooh. Uh, you talking Ooh. You t- you, yeah. Well, DeMarcus Ware was a hell of a I player. I mean, he was a hell of a and player. Some great Dwight Freeney will get in eventually. Dwight Zach Freeney Thomas will. got in over Patrick Willis. Now, for me, Zach Thomas has been waiting a while. Though. He's been waiting. You I, know, I was surprised how Bernie played with Zach Thomas. He yeah. did. Yeah. I was surprised, though, how how much the game has taken away from him today. Zach Thomas walked out there. He looked like a statue. Hey, I he, mean, he was in pain. Yeah. This guy, this Zach Thomas was he was he was, he was the last. Dance. He was the last of and he played with he, uh, Zach Thomas undersized. Zach Thomas wasn't huge for his position, for his was, position for sure. and he was thumping. But for did you years. notice how he moved last night when he oh. came out on the stage? Yeah. All of them, did. all of them did. Mm. All of them. And by the way, did you mm. see Jim Brown? Oh, in the, yeah. uh, you know, our, yeah, yeah. I, Jim, I, Jim is. Uh, Jim did mm. not. I, I interviewed him two years ago. A lengthy, probably hour and a half sit-down interview. Spent a lot of time with him. He was still very, very sharp mentally. Mm-hmm. He looked good. Now, obviously, you know, he's in his 80s. I think. Yeah. So yeah. for a and 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 he. You know, just I know he only played nine seasons, but man, did he run to contact and and he had a lot of collisions. But I I thought to myself, and I even said as he was walking into the room to sit down with me, I even said, "You still move really well." And he said, "For my age and what I've been through, I do." But when they showed him last night, I thought, "Oh, he Jim Brown will turn eighty-seven a week from today." There was here's how I I knew it was. It it reminded me because I saw something. There was a picture. that um, my I think my grandmother and my aunt used to have. She used to have a picture with um, Bill Cosby, Muhammad Ali. Uh, it was Jim Brown and Bill Russell, right? Wow. And so she has this picture, and the crazy thing I saw is, you know, I, I, there was like an E extra or something. Bill Bill Cosby's completely blind, like he can't yes. he can't see. Right. Um, Muhammad Ali, obviously, he you know with his disease. Yeah. Um, the 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 one that looks you know Bill Russell is is deceased, mm-hmm. and uh, you Jim Brown, Jim Brown is, is in that picture. So I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. Was, I, I was surprised because I like you, I had just saw him a couple years ago, and I don't think it was a Ring of Honor or something. He was here yeah. for, for something. So it was a Ring of and Honor, and that was when I interviewed him when I, when he was here. We yeah. sat down and had a long interview, and it was great. And by the way, I think finally the NFL got it right. They're, they renamed the award for the NFL's rushing leader, the Jim Brown Award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell took that so long? Uh-huh. Who yeah. knows? We got Adam Richmond. Oh, my stomach. Oh, he, <laughs> our producer got my ear and said, Adam Richmond's on. He's my fellow to go. Jew. Adam! Adam! <laughs> yeah, baby. You don't, under, you don't understand how many reruns oh my God. of your joint that I'm, I Wait watch. Let on me tell Adam. Repeat. Adam, first of all, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. My name Thank is Adam sir. as well. I'm also a Jew from Brooklyn as well. Wait, nice. you went to Midwood, right? I did. Where'd you go? Sheepshead Bay. Nice. Nice. That's where I, I mean, I grew up on Homecrest between T and U, so I wasn't far from you. Yeah, I grew up on Ocean between W and X, and then I moved to Manhattan Beach with all the hoity-toity people out there eventually. <laughs> yeah. But I got to tell w you, and X. when when <laughs> I am such a big fan, when you, you did Man versus Food, I, ha- I, I am the biggest geek. I kept a spreadsheet <laughs> of every city you'd go to, the challenge you did, and whether you won or lost the challenge. That's how much of a dork and a fan I was for that show. No, that's, nice. That's Thank you. Of, that's that's a lot. Of, if he was a woman, you'd be in jail. I yeah, would. That is true. <laughs> Adam, Adam, please don't judge me and our friendship <laughs> based on the company I keep you. on this program. Okay? Never, never, I never. love you. I'm right now. Adam, I, it's been way, 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 way too, too long. Way too long, bro. 
How in the hell are you? You look great. So by good the way. to see your face. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm trying. I have like the uh, Raleigh fingers kind yeah. of like Goose Gossage thing. <laughs> I'm digging right it, though. I'm digging so I'm it. Trying to, I'm trying to like keep it a little corralled. But no, things are things are good. I'm on History Channel now, and uh, really, really blessed and and uh, glad to be on the other side of the pandemic. We got a million God. things to get into. We really do, because I know you're a huge sports fan, and I can tell by the room you're in. Um, yes, tell sir. us about your new show, because by the way, I th- pretty soon Guinness Book is going to call you and say, "Congratulations, Adam! You've broken the record for hosting the most show. I think this is like your fiftieth show." Amazing. I'm, 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 I'm honored. It's like it's like a dubious <laughs> distinction, right? Would you rather have one show that's on for fifty no. years? No, because you get to reinvent shows? yourself this uh, way. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to be a to be the ugliest contestant ever on Drag Race. Uh, <laughs> I, I think like my, my drag name will probably be like Beef Stroganoff or something terrible <laughs> like that. Crazy. I, uh, but that there goes fun. my career. And it was one joke, just sabotage the whole thing. So the, the shows that I'm doing, I have, uh, the one that started Monday was with Peyton Manning. It's called The Greatest of All Time, where we rank what's the goat of stadiums? What's the goat of inventions? What's the goat of candy? Sports cars and so on. That's dope. That's awesome. Then there's Food That Built America season four, which is about like the histories of um, the iconic food brands or the battles between them, like General Mills versus Kellogg's, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, the chicken sandwich wars that happen. We also get into sporting goods this season, Rawlings, Wilson's, Spalding. Um, we get into dog food, cat food, and then I have a show called Rebels That Built America mm. about the sort of ones that bucked the system and had success. So everyone from wow. Evil Knievel, Johnny Knoxville, to Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Richard Pryor, wow. George Carlin. Oh my God. Um, so that's coming out. We just did Toys That Built America. And um, yeah, just been doing that and been blessed to join the Complex family and do a podcast with them called The Meals That Made Me. Mm. So yeah, just staying busy and making sure I uh, keep making my mom proud of me, I guess. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know she is. Um, I've got a million questions based on what you just said, but we do have, do we have a clip, right? We got a clip. Okay, we're going to, we're going to, oh, do, do you know what the clip is, Adam, or we, will it speak for itself? Let it speak for itself and I'll speak for it if you can't. <laughs> All right, go. Let's roll it. Let's see it. Kellogg's not only became the first word and first name in terms of the American breakfast table, they redefine breakfast in America and maybe the world as we know it. People still in the 21st century are talking about two scoops of raisins, snap, crackle, and pop. Lego, my ego. The food that built America. New season, Sunday, February 19th at 9. Only on the History Channel. That is all so hey, true. You, you shut you you gonna shut a lot of stuff down with that right there, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a documentary joint. Plus I'm a, I'm a former fat kid rehabilitating. So <laughs> I like I put I put we put a lot of money in that Kellogg spot, right? We yeah like yeah. Absolutely. And I was just talking about this with someone. The craziest thing is a lot of these cereals are around, but the way that they're advertised, the way that they're marketed, has changed forever you know when were parents in the 50s thinking about gluten or Mm -hmm. allergens or soy right when were they think you know reagan said in the 80s you could advertise directly to children and then you started seeing tie-ins with video games you started seeing donkey kong cereal you started seeing uh nintendo cereal nerds even made a cereal so you saw robin hood prince of thieves cereal um and I think that you started seeing that synergy and then it changed again. And now yeah. you have a really educated eater and you have, you know, Jews from Brooklyn named Adam that are eating sriracha <laughs> and eating, you know, drinking micheladas and having stuff that has nothing to do with our culture. Yeah. And it's now ubiquitous. So it's this it's this really cool trade off besides like places like L.A. where they're so like definitely afraid of gluten that Ryan Reynolds says you could like hold up a liquor store with a bagel <laughs> like, who's eating cereal? Is anyone in California even eating cereal? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they don't know what that is, Adam. Hey, hey Adam, I, I got to ask you, when you were, when you do, especially with man versus food, would, did you ever go to places, like, you went to your three places in each city. I remember yes, here you went to Melt, 
You went to the uh, the, uh, the West Side Market to the to the to the gyro place. And then you went to Hot Sauce Williams, and then and creepy. <laughs> I, it's, it's our city. I got to remember. No, it is, and I remember I used to live there. Don't forget, I used to live at Shaker and One Twenty Eight. That's, that's right. why the oh, only way I got through, through that challenge right down the street for Hot Sauce. <laughs> that's right. That's how I knew it. So I yeah. was working at the Cleveland Playhouse, right. and I had driven past White Sauce Williams, and that year the the Indians were in the pennant, and I um I remember. You could still see games at the Jake on the Jumbotron for free. You could go and get a ticket. And even though you were still ultimately watching a game on TV, you could watch it from the Jake. And wow. uh, that was always like so cool. And then on the way back down Carnegie, you pass Hot Sauce Williams. Right. And the smell was amazing. I'm never going to go. Like, like, I still love going to the Inn on Coventry. In fact, when I got Man versus Food, they wanted to see some entries from the Food Journal that I spoke about. Yeah. In the beginning of Man vs. Food, the entry I sent them was from the Inn on Coventry oh, in Cleveland oh, wow. about the lemon ricotta pancakes and oh, the wow. eggs mondo. Wow. And <laughs> a little that's bit of why history. Been, it is. There's a chapter on Cleveland, the first book I wrote, because that yeah. city was – I mean, I met a girl there that we dated for like 10 years. She was at the Cleveland Institute of Music. So I went back quite a bit. So I've been to Nighttown and had gone oh, to wow. places, you know, on the other side of the Cuyahoga and gone to Parma and had pierogies there and – I think that's the beautiful thing about that city that I think people know, you know, this much and you go there like Great Lakes, Great Lakes breweries, um, specifically their Christmas ale is is proof God loves us and wants us to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) And but people don't know, like Elliot Ness shot up the bar at that brewery and the bullets are still in the bar. The fact that Pat Conroy, it's the truth. (laughs) Elliot Ness was brought in to solve the torso murders in Cleveland, and he was frustrated and went to get drunk at what was the Schlafly Brewery back then, shot up the bar, and the bullet holes and the bullets are still in that bar. But also Pat Conroy, the man who runs it, is so so proudly Cleveland and so proudly like uh, environmentally sound. They deliver their stuff through something called the fatty wagon, which uses the oil from the fryers to power it. Oh, my it. gosh. They, they're, they're just brilliant, and they care. It's one of my favorite cities, one of my favorite food cities. That's why yeah. at the end of the Melt Challenge, I said, cross the Cuyahoga straight down Carnegie, and from Shaker to Chagrin, it's great to be back here in Cleveland and great to bring back that home a win. That was Man, like, that, 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 that's awesome. Did you go, I mean, you had to have, so, uh, as you traveled the country, there had to be some restaurants you went to where you didn't like the food but couldn't say it because you didn't want to ruin the business, right? How often did that happen? It varies, and a lot of it has to do with my taste, right? Like if yeah. they even popped up on our radar, there were a semi-successful restaurant sure. with some kind of internet reputation that – you know, a lot of it had to do with, like, my taste. So, like, if you're someone who likes thin burgers, you like thin kind of crispier, lacy hamburgers, and someone brings you a thick burger, you're not really going to dig it. I think that it's the same thing if you don't like thick crust pizza and someone brings you one. It yeah. may be a great hit in Chicago or a Sicilian slice from Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn or whatever. But the thing okay. is, if you like thin Neapolitan or Domino's thin crust or Chicago bar pizza, you're not going to dig that. You're not going right. to enjoy that. Right. So there were a lot of times. So I would very often say uh, I'd praise something legitimately like the use of a certain spice or a certain type of cooking methodology. You kept it positive. Um, yeah. The one, the, my one tell, my one poker style <laughs> tell was if I used the term interesting. <laughs> if you go back and you hear me say interesting, that's that's Adam like uh, treading water, that's fine. And, like, Adam, v- vamping for time. <laughs> I was literally in that situation yesterday. So on, I, I host a four o'clock show here in Cleveland on the NBC station. We had we had Sh- Chef Eric Wells. He is absolutely phenomenal. He has a business where he'll come to your home and actually make a five course gourmet and the best food I've ever eaten. This guy is tremendous. But so we have him in from time to time and we had him in last night to do a Valentine's Day segment. He knows I hate seafood. He (laughs) makes two dishes that are both seafood based, but one of them he used ground turkey. But while as I'm taking a bite, he says that does have fish sauce in it. Oh, no. Now, now, Adam, Adam, Mm. I said, wait a minute. You know, I don't like seafood. (laughs) What the hell is it? What's in it? No. And he said, well, I probably shouldn't tell you. You're going to hate me. And then he I said, listen. 
I got a rule. I don't put anything in my body without knowing what the hell it is. <laughs> what is fish sauce? No. And then he told me, and it's, uh, he, he said it's fermented anchovies. It's delicious is what it is. I said, what, cat urine wasn't available? <laughs> and I, I had to, I couldn't, I couldn't spit it out and say it was horrible. But I literally, Jay, I'm the only person I've ever uh, met that's I know. in good shape and doesn't like seafood. I know. I, I've never met somebody in shape that uh, doesn't uh, like seafood. I know. It's, it's weird. But, Adam, I was just like, oh, my God, what do I do now? There's nowhere <laughs> to go with this. Did, Did you, you eat it? You eat it? I ate it, and I even swallowed it, but <laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to throw up the rest of the day. <laughs> do you just not like, have you never liked seafood? Have you never? Never. never. I, I, because I, I'm smell-based, okay? Like, you know, my mom, I, I, my mom is Italian. I grew up, it always smelled like wonderful Italian food. Um, but seafood's and, a big part of it. And, and she would make hey, seafood yeah. on days that she would fry fish or oh. prepare fish. I was out of the house. I left. <laughs> mom, and my mom got to the point where she would tell me, hey, I'm, I'm doing perch tonight for dinner. I'm like, cool. You'll see me at 10 o'clock at night when I have to go to bed. I'll, I'll let you borrow something. Here's what you do. Um, this works well for me, but allergic? I'm, I'm literally am allergic. Yeah, yeah, I've used that. Well, listen, now for now on, Jay's allergic. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey Adam, do you, um, what was the challenge that effed you up the most? Like where after it, you were like, oh my God, I think I might die. Yeah. You did, so, they you were did all those spicy terrible. challenges. Ooh, yeah, those. they were all pretty terrible. But the yeah. spicy one in Sarasota, which was the only spicy one I lost, and the one in Brooklyn, those two, those two were the worst. I, in fact, I asked my director, Dan, to come into the bathroom where I was because I was convinced I was going to die like Lenny Bruce on the floor of a Brooklyn bathroom. Oh my and God. I didn't want to die alone. And especially wow. not my pants around my ankles. And because and, the thing is, it burns you from the rooter to the tutor. So there's no escape. There's no escape. When the flame is within... You have to, the one thing I would tell you this, for anyone who wants to embark you with spicy wings this, this holiday season, you're going yeah. to Mecca, listen, eat a banana at very least. A banana yeah. will give you a safe um, exit strategy. <laughs> and it coats the capsicum so you don't get ring sting or hickory hole. As the wow. case may be, so yeah, I would. Yeah, that's my director. That's my director of photography's euphemism for the flaming butt. He uh, he called it hickory hole. Flaming oh cheeks. Oh you can God. you can eat uh, you can eat rice and banana. It will yes, it will keep you yeah. Because there's Tricks just the that's trade. the thing. Like I love Zechuan. Zechuan cuisine. It's oh, spicier. I, I, there's yeah. a there's a thing known as mala, which is tingling and heat, numb and heat. And it's Zechuan peppercorn and different chilies. And when, when made well, it is some of the best food on this planet. Mm. The thing is, because there's lots of nuanced flavored oils and stuff like that, it's like running backwards naked through a cornfield sometimes <laughs> when you go to the restroom. And so the thing is, ultimately. <laughs> Shout out to the corn growers in, in Ohio. But I, I that's uh, a visual. It has a visual. But banana, <laughs> I learned that from uh, Man vs. Food location, flying yeah. pie in Boise, Idaho. Wow. Eat a banana, and it encapsulates the capsicum. But all, in all fairness, that's the one thing that's kind of awesome, though, with like doing Food That Built America and doing these other ones, because yeah. you know I've explored like the regional cuisine, the big stuff, the hot stuff. But to break down like why certain things are what they are like i never knew that a popsicle got its name because the guy who created it let his kids try it and they were calling it pops icicle and pops icicle became popsicle like just wow. little things like that or yeah. the fact that when the hydrox wow. cookie came out they wanted to compete because they were guys who had been fired from nabisco which again little known fact is a portmanteau of the words national biscuit company became nabisco uh -huh. but i didn't realize that and they fired these two cats that opened this spot in long island city called sunshine bakery they're still in business they make cheese it's and they're oh, wow. known for hydrox hydrox actually came up before the oreo and the idea was to say that they were so pure they chose the purest thing in their minds which was water which is made of 
hydrogen and oxygen. Hydrogen oh. and oxygen became hydrox. Wow. So it's wow. it's all these cool little factoids that I think yeah. like wow. now doing four seasons of this show and now going into like the sporting goods and about Rawlings, Wilson, Spalding and like the idea like I was reading I'm like, wow. So they said, you know, Rawlings pitched however many strikeouts with a baseball he created. Like I just pictured Garrett Cole showing up to Yankee Stadium, like I'm gonna pitch with this ball I made at home. Like, yeah, sure, buddy, sure, pal. Or the fact that guys were considered—I don't mean to upset the FCC apple card here—but they were kind of bitches if they used gloves, uh-huh. and that back in the day, guys would use yeah. construction gloves, put cotton wadding in there paint them the color of their skin so in the outfield it would still look like they had gloves that is true and then right so to learn about this to learn about you know that these you know we think of hershey's as a brand heinz as a brand forgetting about the men we forget like that there was a man named clarence Birdseye. It's a dope name, but like I never right. thought that. Right. I just was like, "What a cool name for a product!" But yeah. Like, Yo, my name is Man. my name is Birdseye. Birdseye. That's great. That's great. That's, uh, that by the way, sounds like a drug dealer. By the way, Adam mentioned a pizza. <laughs> Adam mentioned a, a pizzeria in Brooklyn, Spumoni Gardens, which I took my son to for the first time about six months ago. Every, and and he loved it, but I really wanted to take him. And I, I've loved, you know, I love Spumoni Gardens, but. DeFaris is my favorite, of course, although I don't know if it's going to be. Have you been there since the old man died? Is it still as no, good? No, no, I haven't been. That's the of Dominic Domenico. Uh, yeah. the, the pizzeria is on Avenue J and East 17th Street in Brooklyn. So I went to Midwood. It was right near right the there. field that yeah. we used to. Our football field was right there. So after practice, I would go up there and um, work on my love handles. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is for me. The issue is in, in modern sort of foodie culture, and it's it's awesome. Look, I don't bitch about it because I know that restaurateurs have now, you know, that's the thing when you look at some of these brands and look at some of these places, especially on Man versus Food that have been through two recessions and inflation, a pandemic, an endemic, yeah. a da-da-da-da-da, that you're happy that they're still existing and that people are going to the mom-and-pop shops. The problem is if you grew up going there and then some big influencer goes there and now you can't eat there, it right. kind of sucks. And I found that That's I had been to Defara for that very reason. I now live in Westchester, yeah. and I'll tell you all one place, and I get zero kickback. So I want to make this clear. This ain't no shill, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was randomly looking at houses up here, was meeting my broker over by the train station, the Metro North station. There's a spot called Pizzarelli's Casa de Focaccia. I am not kidding you. This wow. place is conservatively speaking, 12 feet from the actual track of the Metro North train and has some of the best damn pizza and focaccia I've mm. ever had. And the way wow. you know it's good is the pizzaiolo mm. wears a low-cut, like, V-neck white T-shirt, cut <laughs> the chest hair, yes. got the chains in the chest hair. And I was like, how long do you approve the dough? He's like, Adam, no, it depends on the weather. What are you thinking? Hey, you got to come on. The weather is the highest gold. Are you sure you're not Italian? You know what? It's just I people look at my face and they go, man, Fred Savage looks terrible, but Jay Leno looks great. <laughs> and so I, I kind of I like hovering in this emo Fred, Fred Leno. Flintstone space that I'm in. This sort of Robert Downey Jr., Fred Savage, and Jay Leno. And like, That's I've so heard funny. Uh, Elton it is from... Funny. Elton from uh, Murphy Brown, the actor that played Elton, <laughs> yeah, like the Brown. four of us just ran and hit each other at the same time. And they're like, oh, it's a swarthy Jew. Uh, that's hilarious. Hey, McNuggets has been dying to ask you a question, our producer. Better Please. be good, McNuggets. It is. What's up, Adam? Pleasure to have you on. Uh, honor. It's an honor. Thank you. No, it's an honor for us as someone who goes by McNuggets to have the ultimate food expert here. Chicken wings should be its own food group if it's not already. The Facts. single greatest food in the world. Drumsticks or flats? You are the food aficionado. What is the So I go for drums. I go for drums because easier to dip, more meat, and I feel that there's this greater bang for your buck. Flats are fun because, you know, you do that little thing where you smack them into the plate and so it looks like a lollipop. It's easy to take off, but it's a lot of skin, which gets kind of oily and unctuous, and you're dipping it in basically oil and more stuff. So I'm a drums. I'm a drumette guy. Although the place that I really dig, it's a famous spot called Candlelight Inn. 
they don't separate the wing. They fry it completely, and then you oh. have to. Oh, oh wow. I've seen a couple places that do it that way. I like them like that. Wow. Holy. That's a really good one. There's a great one in New Orleans uh, called Bayou Hot Wings. And they, they're in a little strip mall off Jefferson. There's two guys who left fine dining and used that fine dining training to just make some of the best wings in the world. So yeah. there's a few. But I, I like I like a drumette because it's just easy. You get more meat. It's easy mm -hmm. to dip. That's that's my thing. But yeah. it's kind of like going to be – I need to find, like, you know, put on a dating profile, like someone who'll take the window seat so I can get the aisle, someone who'll eat the flats so I can have the drums. <laughs> that is you know? actually on my Hinge profile. Hey, um, I should be. You're a, huge, you're a huge sports fan, which is uh, – we got to know each other because we had you on Cold Pizza and First Take all the time. Um, mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about your fandom. I know it's Dolphins. As I remember, I think you're a Buckeye fan, aren't you? Well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan, a Yankee fan, and a Dolphin fan. Those are the top three. Right. And then, well, so the thing was, I filmed the very first episode of me. The pilot was shot in Memphis, but the first episode of the series was Columbus. And so... Was that at Thurman's? Um, well, the first location of the entire series was Schmidt Sausage House. Oh, okay. I and know that I, well. I even came back, and I did a AAA uh, event at the Veterans, at uh, the Vet. I was staying in German Village, right near Mohawk Park. Yep, uh, which was beautiful. I was just rhapsodizing about how much I love German Village awesome. uh, in Columbus. It's it reminds me of what Brooklyn used to be: little tiny shops, tree-lined streets, really mm -hmm. warm, wonderful people. But yeah, the very first, the very first show we ever shot was in Columbus, wow. mm -hmm. and um, going to the Horseshoe, um, it was it, like. Just, I guess for me, you know, knowing about like Archie's legacy with the Heisman and, you know, actually seeing, I mean, I remember watching Buckeye football, watching the Michigan Ohio game with my pop that actually being there wearing, you know, is it, is it garnet and gray or scarlet, 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 and, gray. scarlet yeah. and gray mm -hmm. and actually putting it on and being in that horseshoe, like you can't feel anything other than overwhelmed with it's like the a religious of experience almost it really kind of is I, it sounds kind of silly and i was ironically enough wearing a hot sauce williams t-shirt underneath my jersey <laughs> but you know that's the thing that i feel that especially like people nowadays you know when you have like the heartland sort of there's a kind of animosity felt with the coast which is so whack that is someone who's lived and loved and experienced parts of ohio the emerald necklace itself around uh, around the city, um, Severance Hall, the Symphony, uh, going to West Side Market, seeing, go, going to Sh uh, Chagrin Falls and, and trying the amazing kettle corn and going to the Malt Center for Jewish Studies, which is oh, built with stone from King whoa. Solomon's mine, going whoa. to those wonderful Turkish and Armenian restaurants in and around Shaker Heights and seeing LeBron play at the queue. You know, all these things like, for anyone that's listening to this that is in, in Cleveland or that's there briefly, like, I hope they come to experience Ohio because that was the thing. Like, I didn't know all that much and except from Cleveland. And, like, Columbus is such a wonderful city. Like, I just – I loved it, you know, and it's – even though I may not have an affiliation because I didn't go to these colleges, like, how do you not? How do you not get caught up in Buckeye Madness? How do you not scream I.O. when someone screams O.H.? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, right, right. exactly. You know, Adam, you um, you were there, like, for a little bit as you follow your journey. Like, obviously, if you have a love affair with food, then you also have, a, a, you know, I, I would guess a, the downside is you gain weight. You get big. Um, your health. Um, and when you love food as much as you or me or Adam or anybody out there, how do, how were you able to go from saying okay I'm gonna eat all of these crazy challenges to wow you was get, like you you had civilian weight like you was like two oh you was like you look like you was in the ones like I'm like he, he's won something how did he do that how did you how did you go from from where you were eating those challenges to getting small and how do you have a balance between I love food but I I want to be small and I need to be healthy. 
Thank you. No, I appreciate you saying all those kind words. You know, I think about that moment where like Tyran Matthew is like talking smack to Brady and Brady's like, oh, okay, I'll come right back at you. <laughs> and then goes and scores on him that there's this thing of never wanting to give haters the satisfaction of having something bad happen to me. I remember like no one tells you how to like go from anonymity to quote unquote famous. And when my clips started airing on YouTube, like obviously it's not like arrogance. I wanted to see what people were saying about me, the show, whatever. And people I didn't know were wishing that I had a heart attack. Hopefully oh my, my heart God. explodes on air. You're going to get a stroke. It'll be amazing when he loses his leg or if they have to amputate a foot. Like people said, like you're at the, people would say to me thinking I would like be excited. Like you're at the top of my office's death pool. You know, oh there was, God. there were people who had posted something to funny or die where they had like reenacted a challenge. Someone was playing me and dies in the middle of the challenge and like that was like the big punchline of the thing and so you read this and you're like these people don't know me and they're wishing me ill so first you have that moment of feeling really hurt and whatever else and then like adam can relate is that brooklyn of f you and the horse you rode in on not only am i not gonna die i am going to relentlessly make sure that i look and feel good so that Every time you watch my stuff and you're going, this is the one, and I come back for five more episodes and two more shows, I'm like, that's right. Today's <laughs> challenge is a giant crap burger. You're welcome to eat it all. <laughs> so for me, I thank you. So I went. And I also knew the critics would detract too. And so, look, I've never – I don't think – I think Nick Jonas's underwear contract with Calvin Klein is pretty safe. <laughs> in the future. I don't think – you know, I don't think Mark Wahlberg's looking hey, over Tom his Brady shoulder. Hey, Tom Brady came into the space. Exactly. So for me, the bottom line was I met I had a really great doctor um, in, in Florida, the Jacksonville area. Um, shout out Dr. Kevin Holthouse. And we talked about it. He said, I want you to take steps prophylactically so that we don't have to repair damage. So I've never had high cholesterol, but I deliberately took a statin before the show to avoid that. And there's a lot of studies that talk about the preventative aspect baby aspirin. He said, I need you to look at an hour of cardio every day, like a life-saving pill. I right. don't care if you do it all at once. So the funny thing right. was after challenges, like all my boys would be like, dude, I bet you are just getting booty everywhere around the country. <laughs> I see these girls coming up to you, kissing you during the challenge. Yeah. And girls are posting pictures like I met Adam Richmond and, you know, <laughs> me at like the Ohio State tailgate. Right. And it's not like, you know, college girls aren't drinking and wearing cut off denim shorts during the tailgate. <laughs> and, you know, I got a white chromosome as capital as anyone else, right? But meanwhile, <laughs> there's not so much sexiness to like, ooh, I bet that man's going to eat three pounds of burrito. <laughs> and the other thing is, after that, after that my crew would be the one to like go out with waitresses or go out with girls and the thing and i'll never forget this we were filming oh i felt like wide open ass i forget which city it was in oh it was michigan i had just done this massive burger challenge at the fifth third ballpark i was so full and messed up i was speaking in gibberish my crew is going out with like girls that were at the ballpark and work with the team and there were so many cuties it was a summer it was a ball game it's summer it's hot it's warm it's this that and the third and then uh all of a sudden, they um, like they call me. They're like, "Are you going out?" And I'm in the hotel gym on the treadmill, holding a gallon of water with my head on the console, walking at about <laughs> 1.7. And I had to do an hour. My my doctor was adamant. He said, "I do not want this in your system. I need you to get your heart rate up. I need you to get your metabolism up, and I wow. need you to cleanse." So everyone thought that I was always pulling the trigger, but I would have no teeth left. So I would do cleanses and flushes, but you had to do a lot of water and electrolytes wow. and stuff. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, my boys are calling me like, there's so many cuties here, man. They opened up the back room for us. We got beer. We got this. We got that. And I'm on the treadmill. You sons of bitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's that dedication. That's but that Adam, I, I, I know I speak for Adam yeah. the Bull, but oh. you know how I feel about you. Um, I feel like you and Adam are separated at birth, brothers from another man. mother. And I gotta say, like I, I'm not someone like G watches a lot of uh, you know food TV shows. Yeah. And so does Mikey. I don't watch a lot of food shows. What got me into the show was Adam. And I'm not just saying this because you're here. Thank you. You have such a great personality on these shows. 
you're fun, you don't take it too seriously, but like it's clear you have great knowledge of the food, but you don't take like but you're self-deprecating and like that that combo is perfect. You made those shows and I watched the shows that you're on and I'll watch your Thank new you. show because of you. But Man versus Food was my all time favorite show. Quick um when does you, your bro. new store start and when can we see it? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, GOAT started this past weekend, okay. uh, the one with Peyton Manning. Love that. And Food That Built America, I believe, starts next week. I don't have the date in front of me, and History Channel's going to kick my ass because I don't. Here we go. But oh, for 19. I got you, Adam. Don't worry. 9 8 Central. That. Thank I you. So, yeah. Show, and the one about Buffalo Wings, by the way, is March 5th. It's called Flight of the Buffalo Wing. And nice. I say this because, you know, I know we have to running out of time, but it's important to me, especially in the modern era and kid from Brooklyn, that, you know, we're celebrating Elvis now, and people talk about you know how Elvis's music really had roots in the the black music of the South and church sure. music from the South. And one of the best things about as we come up on the weekend, where more buffalo, you know that the average American will consume eighteen thousand buffalo wings in their lifetime. That uh, right, that that you think about this, but that the buffalo wing, which everyone always attributes to the Anchor Bar and the Bellissimo family in Buffalo. Actually, there was a black man named John Young who had a restaurant called Wings and Things on Jefferson in Buffalo, which sort of amounted to a black Main Street in Buffalo. And he had gone uh, and sampled a sauce in D.C. called Mumbo Sauce, which is still very popular in, in D.C. And the difference is where Buffalo Wings are sour, heat, and butter. These are sour, heat, and sweet. But that's the thing that I love so much. And, you know, again, being a white television host in the middle of Black History Month, you have to be aware and culturally sensitive to these things. So to be able to celebrate John Young and to celebrate, you know, these people that really history may have sort of glossed over to see their contributions celebrated That's is awesome. bomb, and you will get yeah. very hungry. I promise. Yeah, listen, Adam. Come on again, awesome. Adam. That's yeah, hey, awesome, do man. you ever get to Cleveland? That's my question. Oh. If not, we have to make that happen. You understand? That. I want to go out to eat with Adam. Oh, I trust really me. Do. If he comes into town, go. it's going to be a blowout go. I do go. I would love to go. I still miss. Uh, those fried Brussels sprouts at Mike Simon's Lola. I missed uh, oh Pol the Polish boy at uh, at Hot Sauce. This Mitchell's this, ice cream. This, have you had Mitchell's ice cream? No, I haven't. Oh, oh you will. Mitchell's ice cream. You, you gotta will. have it. Listen, you, you know how thing. to get a hold of me. You have my info. I do. Um, let's talk soon, and let's get you here soon. We'll bring you in studio. We'll do oh, a we'll do a remote shoot somewhere at a great restaurant, and yeah. we'll have one hell of a night. And wings. I would be honored. Yeah. Way, way too long um, since last seeing you, and it was great to catch you up, brother. Back All right, at Adam, you. All best, love to everybody. Have a safe weekend. Thanks, Thanks Adam. Man. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I love didn't overhype him, did I? He's, no, he's, he's literally awesome. one of the greatest awesome. guys you'll ever know. That was awesome. No. You, you paid it off. You, no. you brought That's one right. of the heavy hitters, Jake. No. And then when you started, and you now we go from food to baseball.